Hello and welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. We are recording live on, on Luna underscore X2 underscore LLC on Instagram. And uh, yeah, we're going to get started. So I did get a request to talk about affirmations as a general concept um, and specifically like the efficacy of kind of having affirmations or using those. Um, and so the other part that I was thinking about this week, just in terms of, you know, what to, what to talk about is uh, this idea that we can't fix anything if we don't look at it, right? Um, and I talk about awareness often because that's where I start with most clients, um, coaching or therapy, is to just kind of increase the awareness of their thoughts, their behavior, uh, what's going on with them. And so if we don't look at what the challenges are, then we cannot fix them. And so specific to affirmations, a lot of times, you know, because everybody or a lot of humans, let's not say everybody, but lots of people are on social media and looking at different like memes and gifts and all the things. And a lot of times there are these like one sentence blurbs, right, of, of information, right? And if it resonates with you, then you start to reflect on what's going on, you know, with yourself personally, with your relationship. Uh, with your boundaries, like all of those things. And so what they do, in my experience, is they kind of give you this awareness. And so I talk about social media often because, one, I'm using it right now, and two, uh, because, like I said, most of us are on it to whatever degree. And in a positive or negative way, it is influencing our awareness. Um, and so recently, in the last, I would say, couple weeks, I have had some, you know, clients going through some significant changes and uh, when they decide to come to therapy, they're coming in with what is going on in their life currently and how they want to change those things. Um, and you guys know that like I have a whole set of stickers and, you know, my clients who have known me for a long time, like they're my, my voice or, you know, things that I have said that work with what's going on with them you know, that, that's one of those things that they are processing in the, um, in their treatment and what's going on with, with counseling or therapy. And as I've mentioned before, the way that I do therapy is I usually do four back-to-back -back sessions. So one session a week for four weeks. Um, and then I talk to them about what's going on. We talk a little bit about like where that behavior thought pattern, um, you know, core belief came from and then how it is kind of playing out in their life. And so I kept thinking about this idea of like, if we don't look at the bad or what is challenging, then we can't fix it. If we are consistently just like not looking at it, um, which a lot of people do sometimes because they are distracted either with the life that they are living um, or with things that are happening. And it's not until it's like glaring in front of their eyes do they recognize, oh, this is something I need to change. Um, and so I was kind of processing that, uh, while thinking about this idea of affirmation. So for those of you who follow the other, um, Instagram page, the LX2 Codependency Coaching podcast page, um, I post my, uh, TikTok content on there and on TikTok, I do videos either just of thoughts of things that are going on, but I do affirmations daily. And part of those are reminders. Um, and I only process the things on that particular platform uh, that are kind of in my awareness regularly. And so 
uh, today's was I, you know, I am reminded that everything has a season. I talk about seasons often because, you know, the things, one, and you and I know, like we talk about it here and I talk about it on the podcast all the time that everything happens in a season and everything changes. Um, and sometimes change is super hard for people when it's not change that they are expecting. And I do speak about the fact that I can pivot pretty easily. Um, I just need to like re reorient myself and then, you know, kind of find the, the next path or the next chapter. Um, but you know, sometimes we are planning change. Sometimes we are setting things up so that we can make big, significant changes. Um, and so my life and lives of humans, because I do interact with humans on a daily basis with what's going on in their life, often recognize that like when seasons happen, when change happens suddenly, then we go through a growth period or we go through a, a devastating situation and we don't even recognize that that's growth because it feels like destruction. Uh, specific to like grief, uh, but even even things that we did not expect to happen. And so, you know, we we as human beings struggle with adapting to different situations, even when it's a choice, even when we are setting it up and kind of, you know, planning to have big things happen. And so because I work with postpartum and perinatal clients often, so people who are getting ready to have a baby or people who have just had a baby, um, I recognize that like those humans are like, this. we wanted this and uh, don't know how all of this is going to work. And even if it's a second child or a third child, adapting our environment to a new situation and or human uh, can be very difficult, discombobulating, overwhelming. Um, and there's a lot of things happening in those scenarios specifically that are physiological. Uh, so that our body's changing, um, hormones are all over the place, um, you know, they're adapting new boundaries to in-laws and friends and partners, and, you know, there's a lot going on. And so even though, you know, for the most part, these are wanted, expected changes, very challenging, and there's whole seasons in, in you know, raising humans and parenting, um, and I've talked, I talk about it often, like our, the parent that I am to a newborn is very different than the parent I am to a toddler, different than the parent I am to, you know, a school age kid, to a teenager, and then to an adult child. And so all of those things, all systems being equal and normal under the best of circumstances can be challenging. And so when I think about, you know, using affirmations or using these things that are tools that therapists often encourage the use of. Um, I remember writing affirmations on sticky notes and giving them to clients. This was way before I started using social media in the way that I use it now, um, you know, writing memes and things, uh, writing posts. I would write it on a post-it note, literally. And they would be something like, you know, today I'm working on loving myself or, um, sometimes I recognize that I can be spicy or combative. When I recognize that I am keeping myself safe, I can be cutty. Those kinds of things I would write down on sticky notes. And so they were affirmations for that client specifically on a sticky note that they would take with them. Um, and I do, I would do that so that they would be reminded of the thing that they are working on. And so 
in my experience as a therapist and as a human being who consumes, you know, lots of different, you know, literary things, um, having those affirmations is helpful. And then reminding myself of those things starts to change my brain in a way that orients me to having compassion for myself in terms of like a reminder that having healthy boundaries is important. Um, recognizing that I am in this experience. And so one of the ones I use often is like, everything is temporary. Again, back to that idea of seasons, right? Like even the hardest thing that we go through is temporary. It doesn't always feel that way in the moment. It feels consuming, like we talked about last time. It feels like this is my permanent state, which is not the case, but that's how it feels. And so sometimes I do need a reminder. Um, my daughter's so good at these things, and I had nothing to do with why she is good at those things, to be fair and honest. I did not become a therapist until she was an adult, and then when she graduated high school, she left and did her own thing. Um, and she did a really good job of it. But she had this giant mirror in her bathroom, and um, she writes things down, and part of that is just it helps her brain to remember things. Um, but she would write down positive things on the mirror, and so using you know, kind of a whiteboard, dry erase marker, uh, she would write those things down. I have had clients in the past who would do the same thing, which is like write down whatever that sticky note said um, and put it in the mirror, right? And so now we have access to all of those kinds of reminders. Um, and I think that's, that's how I use affirmations. And so that is one way to do it. That said, as I was thinking about this topic, uh, there is no amount of affirmations on the planet that are going to work you out of grief, that are going to work you out of loss, uh, especially when it's new, especially when it first starts happening. You know, you can't just like sticky note your way to feeling better. There has to be a whole series of things that happens and it doesn't always happen in a linear way. It's going to happen like a spaghetti bowl and some days you're up and some days you're down and then new information happens. Um, I talk about grief a lot because it is one of the things that I specialize in, as I have said, you know, certainly last time and, and in before, when we go through these devastating losses, uh, you know, we're so myopically focused on what is happening in the moment. And um, I have said to clients often, year two is harder. And part of that is after the initial loss, we're kind of blindsided with just like all this information and our whole body is just trying to keep us alive and safe. Um, and so after that first year of all of those first anniversaries and first experiences, um, then we kind of pick our head up and go, oh, shit, life is still happening. Right. Or we are so focused on just getting life to happen that we are managing our emotions in a way that is very like sublimated. Like we're not dealing with that right now. Um, and after year two, that next season is having to then deal with adjusting to our life, um, in a way that is a little bit more conscious, a little bit more aware and a little bit more painful. And so I say that to clients often kind of at the beginning of like, okay, I, I get that you're getting through the logistics of things because there are a lot of logistics, especially when we lose a partner or a parent or a child or whatever. And then, you know, that is compartmentalized. It's encapsulated in that first year. Second year is trying to then figure out who I am. And I've talked about it before where I'm building myself back without the significant piece. Um, and so 
that first year, affirmation's not so helpful. Um, you know, people are well-intentioned and they say a lot of interesting things based on their belief or their, you know, their empathy and compassion, or maybe their lack of experience in going through what you're going through. And so they'll say things and you're like, that doesn't fucking apply. Like, that doesn't, I can't even imagine what that's like. And so, you know, obviously affirmations isn't going to work in those moments. That said, you know, coming and talking to a therapist or, you know, really having significant people in your life to be able to kind of just hold the space for you and not give you advice and not give you, you know, unsolicited, you know, quotes and sayings and whatever, that's what you're going to need in those moments. Also, when we are rebuilding or just building in general, right, a lot of times people will go through, you know, really challenging, unexpected change and then have to figure out next steps and then have to figure out how do I move through so that I can start to build changes around these things. And part of that is where affirmations are going to be like, okay, I just need to get through today. Right. And if I need to write that on every surface that I have to be reminded, I just need to get through today. Right. Um, A lot of times when we deal with trauma and again, our whole life is then, focused so myopically on whatever devastating thing just happened. It is really difficult to have an affirmation and be like, okay, cool. You're just going to just hang in there, buddy. (laughs) Um, There used to be a poster uh, and (laughs) it had a cat hanging on and it said, just hang in there. An affirmation, maybe not the most helpful always, but you know, we refer to it often. It was just like, just hang in there. Um, difficult to do when I don't even know what is below me and if my upper body strength is going to keep me hanging on. Um, So I do think that like there is this level of overuse of affirmations without really looking at addressing the feeling, increasing your awareness, and then working towards change. And so yes, everything is temporary. Yes, everything has a season and working through the emotionality of, holy crap, my whole life just fell apart. Um, You know, you can't affirm your way through that. That said, I do recognize that there is a usefulness to having that reminder that is specific to you. And so what I do appreciate about social media specifically is we are inundated with those kinds of things, if that's what we're following. Now, I do recognize that I do have three Instagrams. One of them is my personal Instagram, um, and that it has like a very um, algorithmic, uh, catered thing to what I look at and like. Uh, I have my business one, and that is also very, you know, created based on what I engage with. And then I have the podcast one. Um, And so they are all kind of different, right? And so I will tell you that like, My personal Instagram has a lot of food and recipes. Uh, (laughs) uh, It has a lot of things that are funny uh, and kind of interesting that I send to my brother and, you know, a couple other people where I'm like, this is hilarious. Um, My business one is a lot more affirmations. It's a lot more, you know, um, following of creators that have those kinds of inspiring things uh, that are reminders. And then I post those on my stories because I do recognize that my clients and people who follow me sometimes need to have that reminder of 
how do I get through today, right? Um, my TikTok specifically, again, has those, the affirmations I make are things that I am going through. And so I will say things like, everything has a season. Um, I, one of my memories from this year, you know, this time last year was uh, reminding all the parts of me that need love. And I was sitting, <laughs> sitting on a coast, uh, on the coast of Italy um, in Santa Marinella before I had headed to um, the Tuscan region to celebrate my birthday with my, uh, with my friends and family. Um, and so I was reminded of that idea of like, I need to look at all the parts of me that need love. I had an interaction with a client the other day and um, we were talking about the past versions of themselves in that season where they were struggling and having a hard time and why that came up and why it looked the way that it did. Um, and I said, you know, a lot of times we want to uh, kill or destroy a past version of ourselves. And I said the better way to handle it and a way to increase self-love and to change our self-talk is to love another past version of ourselves and recognize what they were going through. And part of why I increased that awareness is so that they recognize where maybe some of those negative messages came from and what that version of them needed. I talk about our inner child. I've been talking about my 17-year-old self and my seven-year-old self and you know all of those versions of me. Um, and part of that is to recognize that they needed love, right? And so when we can love all of our parts at the same time, it is a matter of looking at those versions of ourselves and so sometimes I need an affirmation for that. Sometimes I need a reminder, and that's how I use affirmations. Sometimes I recognize that I have to look at those bad parts, those parts where my trauma happened, those parts where I was really struggling with boundaries, those parts and times in my life when all I needed was to be seen and being able to look at those parts of me and see her and love her and acknowledge her so that she doesn't come up in those cutty ways and you know with anger and frustration and all the things when i'm working with clients and they are wanting to change behavior we have to increase the awareness then we have to start with what is it that they needed at that time or at this time to be able to remind them how to get through today and so yes i do think that affirmations are helpful i don't think that it is the only way to get through all of the things you have to have the awareness you have to do the work and then you can see you know kind of the fruits of that growth or that healing and it happens cyclically um and like i said it doesn't happen always in a line in a straight line that makes sense it's going to happen in moments right and so the way that I do therapy is that four back-to-back -back sessions is that I can start to measure where a client has addressed the behavior and then what it is they need so that I can continue to give them tools and skills to be able to get to that place where we're using them every two weeks. And once we get to that every two week place, then, you know, they are tweaking the skills. They are managing what it is they need and they've got the awareness. And so when they start to shift their behavior, they start to feel better. In an ideal world, that happens, you know, in a short amount of time and you would keep it pushing. Um, I do short-term therapy. I do solution-focused therapy um, because I do feel like it is important to 
get the support that you need to kind of get you through those challenging times so that you can get to the next place, integrating new skills and tools and, you know, using those reminders so that they can get to the place that they want to get to. And I cannot say that, like, this is the only way to do it and it happens and it's easy and all the things is that's not true. Um, but I have been tasked with um, working with a new client uh, client base and I've got a number of sessions, right? So I work for a, an EAP and employee assistance program uh, that works with a lot of different companies. And so they are, they're given like eight sessions, six or eight, depending on their plan or whatever. So I'm really focused on figuring out how to do that in a short amount of time. And so we talk about that right at the beginning. You've got this many sessions, you know, addressing the issue, kind of looking at who they are, increasing awareness about behavior, and then implementing tools and skills to get to that next place. Um, and some, some therapists do it differently and, you know, can kind of rehash all the things and, and that's their style and that's fine. Um, my style is a little bit different and not that I'm in a hurry because I'm not obviously, um, but I am motivated to implement change so that they can start to feel better in a short amount of time. I've had clients who, you know, have definitely been with me for years, but they haven't come consistently for years. Uh, that's not how anything works. And, you know, I recognize that like things happen when they're supposed to and clients will show up when they need it. Um, and so, you know, they'll be going through something and we kind of implement some tools and skills. We increase awareness of like, where did that behavior come from? Um, and then, you know, they're done. They'll matriculate out. Um, and I think that when we start to recognize that one, everything is temporary Two, everything happens in seasons, three change happens and is uncomfortable or can be, and I can then learn skills and tools to adapt myself to the situation. That is the way, the way, the way and the path of healing and growth and change. Um, I was able to run into someone I had gone to high school with last night, which was really kind of interesting because I hadn't seen them in years. And um, it was really cool to be seen by someone who hasn't seen me in a long time. Um, and, you know, we kind of jumped right back into like our shorthand and how we kind of talk to each other and all the things. But it was also really lovely to see like where their life has gone. And, you know, we talked about our kids and we talked about what what's going on with them and, you know, how things are right now. Um, it was really beautiful to kind of just connect with them. And this is someone who knew me, you know, like I said, in high school. So um, when, when I was 17, interestingly enough, looking at that picture, uh, they were one of my best friends and we had gone through a lot of things together. Um, so it was really cool to kind of look at like who I have been and who I am today um, and, and be able to reflect that to someone that I care about. And so that was really cool. Um, I have said cool several times. <laughs> Uh, recognizing that like, you know, they like my affirmations and they like the things that I post. Um, and we don't talk every day. We don't talk hardly at all. Um, but knowing that we still are able to influence each other's lives in that way is kind of, kind of awesome. Um, I do recognize that like sometimes, uh, change can happen spontaneously and we get thrown off. Um, but I also recognize that sometimes change happens slowly 
and we lose sight of it because we aren't looking at those hard things. And it's not until we get to that really uncomfortable place that we have to look at the bad. We have to look at what is wrong. And sometimes when we're distracted, it's really difficult to do that because we're distracted with like our job and our life and, you know, bills and work and stuff. And so then we're not looking at the really negative things. We're just uncomfortable. Um, it's not until, you know, I have clients who are going through like chronic medical things and it's not until they get super fatigued and they just can't do the things that they used to do that they start to go, something is wrong. I need to go to the doctor. Um, I do encourage clients often. And I remember in graduate school, they were like, you know, you, when you start to see a client, you should have them have a physical exam. I'm like, that's not feasible for everyone. Um, but I do recognize that part of my measurement tools are to say like, how is your sleep? How is your appetite? How is your activity? How is your desire to engage in activity? I am asking those questions. And then I'll ask like, well, what's going on with you physically? Um, you know, for, you know, my teenage girls, uh, I would ask like, you know, do you get like this right around, you know, your cycle? Um, when I ask how your sleep is, it's really important to recognize like how that is affecting, how your sleep is affecting your brain, is affecting your mood. Um, so I do ask those physiological questions. Um, and then, you know, sometimes I will say it might be a good idea to get a blood draw to see your doctor. Um, if they are going through medical things, like I'm asking for those kind of measurements and, and those kinds of things, because it does help to recognize what are all the factors that are contributing to you not feeling at your best. Um, and so those are things, again, to increase the awareness of what are all the factors contributing to this situation. Not all of it is a tragic, terrible thing. Sometimes it's I just, I, I have fatigue all the time. Um, I haven't enjoyed my life the way that I used to. I don't feel, you know, like a past version of me. And so then I ask, well, what is that? What was going on there? Um, but it is a way for me to assess all those things. And then, you know, once we get to that awareness, what's going on in that relationship? Has it been like that the whole time? Give me a little bit more history, right? That's how I'm addressing it, looking at the whole picture because sometimes we can get so um, narrowly focused on what is going on that we are not looking at the whole thing. And when we can start to have that conversation with another person and they are asking those questions of like, tell me a little bit more about this, what's going on here? Then I can start to put together the narrative and the whole picture so that I can put together, you know, some of those reminders of how to feel better in this moment how to get through right now so that we can control the things we can and check our facts consistently and manage our symptoms so that we can start to feel better. Doing short-term therapy, I do recognize that sometimes those measures have to be um, looked at consistently. What I do know is that in those six or eight sessions, I am able to really help that client get to the place where they're like, oh, I don't need those last two sessions. I feel like I'm doing better. And I'm really grateful for those opportunities because then I'm like, hey, if you need those two sessions before the year is out, you know how to get a hold of me and we can make some changes. Um, but all of those things are, are reminders for me that I my best work is done in collaboration with someone who is looking towards change, is looking towards healing, 
is looking towards getting those new perspectives. And if they need a reminder here and there, and they are able to kind of access that on a regular basis, then they start to feel better. And that is the goal, to help people feel better and to live the best version of themselves. Not always and not all the time, but to alleviate some of the symptoms that are holding them back from feeling consistently good about the life that they're engaging in, right? And so, yes, I do feel like affirmations are helpful. Um, I do not feel like they're the only way to do things uh, because we have to do the work. And when we are reminded everything is temporary and happens in seasons, then it definitely does get easier to get through those really tough times when you feel overwhelmed or you feel inundated with whatever it is you're narrowly focused on. We've got to expand that view, look at the whole thing, including the bad. We have to look at what is challenging us. And so sometimes when we're getting through really hard stuff and we have our head down and we're just like, I just need to get through today, you got to look up and go, okay, what can I change? What can I control? And move from there. So that is your nugget. I hope that that makes sense. And if it resonates with you, that's awesome. Um, if you want to look at the reminders, there's a whole page of them on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can also check out my TikTok. Thank you so much to everyone who's listening. I am often humbled by uh, looking at my stats on a regular basis and recognizing that, you know, the podcast continues to be downloaded. It continues to grow. Uh, things are happening. Um, I am working on the edits for the book so that I can get it done. Hopefully it'll be out in April or May. Um, and then I will start scheduling um, events so that I can get it out there. Um, but thank you again to everyone who listens, to everyone who engages with my my social media content. Um, and if you have any questions, lx2.cod.coach at gmail.com. You can reach me here on Instagram, Luna underscore x2 underscore LLC and Luna X2 on Facebook. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. I have ended the video and I am ending the podcast. Um, if you guys need to get a hold of me or would like to get a hold of me or would like to give me a podcast topic, lx2.cod.coach at gmail.com. Again, you can get me on all social media outlets and I will talk to you soon. Take care.